how y'all doing? I really do feel like that meme. Um, how's everyone doing? Very chill week, right? Nothing, no big decisions being made. Not a lot of counting of anything happening. I mean, like, what is the point of this podcast this week? I am not sure because obviously there was not a lot of pop culture. And to be honest with you, even if there was, I wasn't paying attention. I was doom scrolling Twitter, Instagram, definitely not Facebook. What a monstrous place. Um, but I, I've got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I was not thrilled that The Batch was film or filming, <laughs> um, was airing so late this week, but we're going to handle it. We do have some new music to talk about, and there's some people on Instagram that like I'm going to touch on. Also, it's rumored that Common and Tiffany Haddish have broken up, which is confusing to me because their whole relationship has been during COVID, so we don't have it. Ew, COVID. We don't have any, like, public photos of them. Like, they didn't do the Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes dog walking situation, which also, I need to go look, but apparently there's a video of them, like, flailing around with those dogs. I need to go check it out. But I just, it feels like their whole relationship is a myth to me, you know? Also, Chrissy Teigen came back last week, and, and I neglected to mention it. But if you haven't read her medium piece, I would obviously recommend it. I really do just love her so much. And um, the Ivy Park 2 drop gave us a little bit of color. And then they were like, also, the most important drop is at the ballot box. And I was like, all right. We know Beyonce supports democracy, but is she happy with this word pun? Unclear. Um, So yeah, this episode's definitely going to be a little scattered. I think we just all need to come to terms with it. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to scrape together what I can. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm, maybe we'll just talk about Steve Kornacki the whole episode, right? Kornacki crew? Maybe I'll do a Kornacki corner. Oh my god. Okay, that's perfect. Let's catch up. Okay, let's start with a story that doesn't have to do with the Electoral College, but has to do with the fact that comments by celebs is my main source of, uh, news. So, um, Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox have had like a very crazy kind of roller coaster of a relationship. They met back in 2006, I think, started dating, got married. They have three children together. They, um, have been together for a while. They had like two kids, then got divorced, then got back together, then like separated. And I think they separated, um, recently like a couple years ago or something like that and we were all like oh that's sad and then they got back together but now they are definitely apart because we all know that Megan is with Machine Gun Kelly whose government name I'm not personally familiar with so throughout Quar we've seen uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan post all the photos of them and I guess people like to um, wear them for Halloween I don't know um, as we've seen, Megan and Machine Gun Kelly are in love, and they like to tell us. Um, but most recently, uh, Brian posted a photo for Halloween, and it had their, I believe this is their youngest child, named Journey, just like off in the corner. And he posted it on Instagram, and Megan commented on it. And now I have to do a dramatic reading of this, like I'm in the Kardashian corner, but I'm not. She comments and says, why does Journey, the name of the child, which is not the discussion that we're having, but we should all acknowledge it. 
Why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos that they aren't in. I had a great Halloween with them yesterday, and yet notice how absent they are from my social media. I know you love your kids, but I don't know why you can't stop using them to posture via Instagram. You're so intoxicated with feeding the pervasive narrative that I'm an absent mother and you are the perennial internally dedicated dad of the year. You have them half of the time. Congratulations, you truly are a remarkable human. Why do you need the internet to echo back to you what should be inexhaustively evident in the way your children love you? Did she have to use all of those words? I don't think so. That feels like the word inexhaustibly is crazy and the fact that she was like this pervasive narrative that I'm an absent mother mother and you are the perennial eternally dedicated dad of the year like are these words she normally uses I mean I love a big word just as much as the next girl but anyway so comments by celebs posted and the caption just said omg which were my exact thoughts because what is this it is so crazy Obviously, I understand to some extent what she is coming from. I mean, I don't have children, but the idea that like you don't have to post them on Instagram and the picture that he posted, she's so right. He could have been easily cropped out. He's not holding the little little boy. He's off to the side very easily. I don't know if it's all about a narrative of her being an absent mother and that's what she's getting at, but he very easily could crop her out. Now we have to have the ironic discussion about her saying, why can't she be more private with the children and her commenting it on Instagram? But then there was this really weird thing about his like ex-wife from a, like before Megan posting something about like all the truth will come to light or something on her Instagram. And I guess they share a child together too after the fact. And people are like, oh, these are definitely connected. She's saying the same thing. I don't know. It's so weird. It was just crazy that she commented that on Instagram like, Knowing that you're two famous people, knowing that people are going to notice, noting, n- knowing that there's a whole Instagram account dedicated to celebrities commenting on things. And she, I don't know, like, do you think he texted her after and was like, yo, chill? Like, how did that go down? I don't know, guys. It just made me very uncomfortable and also obviously sad that, like, they're fighting about, like, posting their children, you know, when that, that's probably a conversation that you don't need to have on Instagram. Okay, this, I'm so excited. Could you hear the smile in my voice? This is about to be scattered, just like everything else this week, but I need to discuss um, The Batch, of course. So, if you do not watch this show, good for you, first of all, if I haven't already said that enough. But second of all, you probably have seen or at least heard from me some extent of spoilers of how this show is going down this year. And it's that the bachelorette decided that she was in love with someone and wanted to forego their individual rooms and just get this party started. Knowing that coming into this show was the only way that I was getting through these episodes where I like could not tolerate Claire. And we finally came to the culmination this week. As though this week was not challenging enough emotionally, we had this. This was a great episode, I just need you guys to know, because it was so chaotic and so different than anything else. It was not like deeply dramatic. There was not yelling, there was not screaming, there was crying, but it was Claire, and at this point I discount her crying. It was a thrill. Right off the top of the episode, we're like, things are like, uh, yeah, we're not really in it. Um, I love this guy. I looked at his Instagram. I fell in love with him there. 
As my friend and Let's Catch Up guest um, Hallie said, we've all looked at a man's Instagram and fallen in love, but we've just kept it to ourselves. And Claire was like, I saw his Instagram post about his mother. I fell in love with him and I want to marry him. And Chris Harrison kept staring at her and you could see behind his eyes. He was just like, I don't know what to do with her. He just kept being like, be honest, no BS, be honest. And she was so overwhelmed. So Claire decides that she loves Dale. She wants to spend more time with him, though, because they technically have not been on a one-on-one -on -one date. Now, in a normal world, you don't have to clarify that your dates with your fiancé have never been one-on-one -on -one, because that's just generally how things go. But um, they sat down. They had a dinner where Claire was like, I discovered this place. And I was like, sis, y'all are in La Quinta. There's only like six places that you guys could sit down and have dinner. But anyway, this... Um, was when I was recovering from laughing so hard from her conversation with Chris. And then I started laughing again because Claire proved what I already knew, that she is just a girl. First of all, she feels things very deeply and she expresses them immediately, which I don't relate to, but go off. I'm not going to shame her for expressing her feelings. What I am going to shame her for is being one of those girls that believes that everything is like destiny and fate. So she starts telling Dale the story of how her parents met and her father passed away um, a few years, I think around the time that she was like on The Bachelor with Juan Pablo the first time. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been it's been a few years um, and it was part of her her story and it's obviously impactful on her life. And Dale's mother has recently passed away. This is also understandable that this is something that they would like bond over and understand about one another. Now, that's not what Claire gets excited about. What Claire gets excited about is when she's telling the story of her parents' meeting. She talks about how her parents met, and then her dad hitchhiked to her mom. They dated for three weeks, got engaged, got married three months later, and were together until her father passed for like 30-something, 40-something years. Obviously, that's a beautiful story. Dale goes on to say that his parents met, and his dad hitchhiked to his mom. And Claire goes, What?! He hitchhikes like my dad. And you can just see in her eyes that to her, that means that they're meant to be. To me, that just means that they're like broke and reckless, you know, that like neither one of them had money, which I'm not going to shame anyone for. But they're also men. So they're like, I can just hop in a car with a stranger. I won't die. Like, that's not something women experience. You know, we're fearful. Anyway, in her eyes, you just see she's like meant to be destiny, all of it. Okay, that's fine. So they go ahead. They get engaged. Spoiler. I mean, I was shocked to see him pull out a ring, I have to tell you. I fully expected him to be like, I really am falling in love with you, but I want to take our time and I want to like step outside of this world. And he really proposed to her with some honker from Neil Lang. Neil was like, I'm not, I'm not coming all the way out to La Quinta, but I'll send you guys a big old diamond. Um, so they get engaged and now the internet is speculating that she's pregnant because she was drinking water in the photos with Chris Harrison. Um while Chris and Dale were both drinking champagne if she's pregnant I'm here for the drama but she's also like very into like fitness and her spirit and stuff so I'm just wondering if she doesn't drink I I don't know does anyone remember seeing her drink I guess is my thing so the guys are like kind of upset most of them are just like eh one of them like tried to be rude to Claire when she said that she was leaving a couple of them were understandably like actually emotional about it because it did seem like she had a couple connections but not that many. And then Chris was like, if you guys are good, like, we'll bring someone else in. And they were all like, yeah, we're good. So they all get dressed. Easy's wearing a fantastic suit that, like, very few men could pull off. It's, like, this maroon, but it's got, like, a gray checked pattern. I don't know. I was just, like, very into it. And that's, that's a suit for winners, you know? 
Um, and then our girl walks in. We didn't get to see her actually walk in, but we got to see her come out of the limo. Taisha is here. Taisha is our bachelorette. It's Taisha time. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. It seems like she actually is going to have some good connections with some guys, and they seem like different guys than Claire, so that seems genuine. I'm just excited. We've got some melanin. She's just so pretty and so sweet, and we also, also must stand a bachelorette who says Black Lives Matter. We must stand a bachelorette who makes an important video in her cute white booties to say, I voted and you should vote too. This is who we want, ABC, okay? This is who we want. I also was like fully convinced that they were going to call Pennsylvania like right as Claire was like telling Dale she loved him. But um, <laughs> thankfully that didn't happen. Well, I don't know. Thankfully is the wrong word. I want it to be over. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm so excited for Tasha, guys. It's going to be great. And then we're going to have Matt James as The Bachelor. Woo, child. I'm so excited for all of the color on our screens. Ugh. But ABC is also like, here's that spinoff of Roseanne. So I don't know. You can't win everything, right? Tasha time. Okay, so I have a question this week amongst many questions I have, you know. Um, but the one that I really want to talk about is, did anyone see Lady Gaga in Pennsylvania this past week? Um, Stephanie was out there singing and supporting Joe Biden. She was trying to do this thing at one point where she was like, who's off the deep end? Who's off the deep end? And I thought she was trying to get people to say, like, Donald Trump's off the deep end, so that's why we need Joe Biden. But then she just went, I'm off the deep end. And I was like, I don't... <laughs> going on is so weird anyway that's not even the weirdest part the weirdest part is that she was in uh Lancaster Pennsylvania which she kept pronouncing it with like a little different emphasis like Lancaster and I didn't know if that was intentional and that's how they pronounce it or if I can keep calling it Lancaster like I'm like a southern woman should um but she's sitting at the piano and she's you know yelling about being off the deep end and she says, you know, uh, I used to live here for a while. And everyone's like, woo. And she goes, you know, I was engaged to a man from Lancaster. And uh, they're all like, woo. And she's like, you know, it didn't work out. I know. I know. But I loved him very much. Um, but, you know, sometimes and she kind of goes off and starts talking about it. Now, keep in mind, it's Taylor Kinney. And if I was engaged to him, I'd also be talking about it years after the relationship ended because, wow god bless america but a couple minutes later she goes sorry honey my boyfriend's here i'm sorry i said that stuff earlier it was so weird her boyfriend was just sitting in the in the audience presumably with his mask on while um lady gaga's like yelling about how her her ex-fiance is from this i totally understand her bringing it up as like a point of relatability that she's like familiar with the area she's been here plenty of times before but the part where she starts talking about how she really loved him but it didn't work out is so crazy considering her boyfriend was in the audience and again i have to say she's talking about taylor kinney and like you cannot blame her for getting swept up in the moment it's just so funny get the laughs wherever we can get them right now especially during a political event right is so funny she said who's off the deep end who's off the deep end and then she uh, you would think that she would try and make like a word pun like i'm off the deep end watch as i elect biden right 
she didn't do that. But hire me. I'm a lyricist. Okay, let's talk about what we are watching, listening, paying attention to this week that isn't um, the map show, as one woman on Twitter said her three-year-old daughter referred to it as. Mommy, when are you going to stop watching the map show? Which made me laugh very hard because it is just a map show. That's all we're really watching. And someone's just coloring in the states. Um, We're going to talk about new music. Yay! So there's some new albums from some fun people. Um, We've got Ariana, obviously. Grande, if you're familiar. Sam Smith had a new album. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with one uh, Cam. That's about as country as I'm going to get. She released a new album. Uh, And then we've got some singles that dropped too. So a lot of good new stuff to listen to, which is exciting. So let's start with uh, Positions. Now, I listened to this album on the morning it came out on the morning it came out and I was like all right let's get into it like I've heard positions but let's go ahead I started listening to that album and I said this is not meant to be listened to at 8 a.m. this album is for a very specific mood Um, there are songs that I enjoy there are songs that I don't which I think is very fair I just like Sweetener is one of my favorite albums of hers and I feel like ever since she's cranked out like a lot of stuff at a really rapid pace but it's not all my favorite. Um, This album definitely flows very well together but I don't know if that's like the ultimate compliment because a lot of them do sound alike. Um, I've enjoyed uh, Obvious, I've enjoyed POV, I've enjoyed My Hair, um, I enjoyed Motive. I enjoyed 34 plus 35. I didn't get it until I saw someone on TikTok. Like I saw the the list of song titles when she posted it and I just like scrolled through it and was like whatever and then I got on TikTok and some kid was like 34 plus 35 is 69 and I was like thank God for these children. They really just like they move so quickly on TikTok and they keep me so relevant so that I don't have to do any of the work or math, you know? Um, So the other album that came out most recently, okay, I have a confession. A month ago, literally a month ago, on 9.30, I had an episode uh, coming out like a couple days after 9.30. And I saw Sam Smith post about his album and I thought it was coming out on 9.30. So I had a whole chunk of my podcast dedicated to the album prior to listening to it. I was like, great, this will be great. I'll just listen to Love Goes and I'll talk about it on Let's Catch Up. And then the album didn't come out because it was scheduled to come out on 1030. And I'm dumb. So it's out now. Now, keep in mind, this album has um, whatchamacallit on it. It has um, I'm Ready with Demi Lovato, the Olympic song that never was. So we'll see if that happens next year. Also, I just said next year, but like, there's no way the Olympics are happening next year either, right? I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I would love if they do, but like... Based on the fact that, like, Europe is, like, re-locking down and we literally, in the midst of everything else going on, are just hitting, like, 100,000 cases a day. We're never doing the Olympics again, are we? You know they say that Olympic Village is just, like, a whorehouse. Like, people are just all over each other. So, like, you can't do that during a pandemic. Anyway, I really enjoyed Love Goes. I love Sam Smith. I just think his voice is so beautiful. Um, And there were a lot of great, great little bops and, you know, just good old 
belt in the car songs from sam smith you gotta love them uh dancing with the strangers on here how do you sleep at one point i was like getting to the end of the album and i thought spotify had just started playing like sam smith radio you know but there's a lot of stuff on this song that we're all very familiar with or album rather fire and fire promises with calvin harris so i don't really know what that's all about but i appreciate the fact that they're all in one place for me to listen to simultaneously and then, like I said, Cam came out with a new album. It's very, like, soothing for this time, you know. Her has a new single. I don't know. It's just, it feels like people are cranking out some music. Um, Leon has a new album, so maybe I'll go listen to that. Lady A, you know, the new one. I'm going to keep calling them Lady Antebellum. I don't care what anybody says. Like, y'all knew, the, the, the meaning of that word did not change since they became a band. They know exactly what it meant. And then they tried to steal uh, this woman's name who has been a musician for decades. So I'm going to keep on calling them Lady Antebellum. Honestly, I might even keep on calling the Dixie Chicks the Dixie Chicks. They really all renamed their bands this summer. Like they just figured out what these words meant. Y'all, this summer was so weird. People really said Black Square don't care, you know? Anyway, different conversation for a different day. I definitely think Love Goes, it might be... I might like it more than the Ariana album, which I didn't see coming at all, but maybe it's just like the mood that I'm in, you know, it's like seasonal depression, election anxiety. I just need like a ballad that sits like heavy on my heart. You know, I'm going to go listen to some Adele. Speaking of which, did you guys watch her on SNL? I didn't really. Okay, let's very quickly and albeit very unorganized go through some new things that are streaming. There wasn't a lot this week and I say that both because like I did some research just to make sure I wasn't missing anything but also I don't know about you guys but I wasn't really just like checking out new movies, you know. Um, I watched some things prior to Tuesday, so that's really what I'm sharing. Um, so the first thing I'm going to touch on is something that I personally could have done without, but I feel like that's not true for everyone. On HBO, The Witches by Ronald Dahl. It stars Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci, Octavia Spencer, and Chris Rock is in it as well. I don't fully understand the story. It's like a little boy who like his grandmother has to take care of him and they like run away from some witches in their town but whether they run away to like is literally where like a witch's conference is being held I don't know what a witch's conference is called I mean is that like a coven I don't know anyway they're all just like meeting in the in a ballroom of a hotel <laughs> um Anne Hathaway is like head witch head w-h-w-i-c I guess <laughs> And um, I'm having too much fun with, with something that I watch for half an hour. <laughs> um, but the reason that I just didn't get into it is like, one, I could do without witches. Um, and two, Anne Hathaway, when she like shows up, she has this like very thick Eastern European accent. But like no one else does. I don't know. I just like didn't understand what was happening. And I was like, I can probably do without this. I guess it's a remake too of like something that originally aired in 1990, like the original one. So yeah, it was fine. The other thing I watched on HBO, though, was The Undoing, which stars Nicole Kidman and 
who is that British man? I can't remember his name right now, you guys, and I didn't write it down. Anyway, it's by the producer of Big Little Lies, and it's very Big Little Lies. So if you loved Big Little Lies, this will do it for you. It's called The Undoing. It's very similar. It's like rich people, someone dies, everyone's skeptical of everyone else. What are all these people doing? They're so shady, shifty eyes, money, money, private school. That's like literally the plot. Um, so it's Nicole Kidman, Upper East Side of Manhattan. Um, if you've recently watched The West Wing because you're starved for government content for some strange reason, Janelle Maloney is in it too. Um, it's it, Big Little Lies was just fine to me. Like I was not obsessed with it. So like The Undoing feels very similar to me. I don't love like a, a long drawn out thriller. Like I need to know what happened. You know, like the Lacey Peterson doc is about the length of time I can handle for a crime. Like I need to know what happened, who did it, who do we think did it, did they do it, did they go to jail? Like boom, 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 boom. These like big little lies, the undoing, it's like a murder right out of the gate. And then we're all like slowly stalking through the city looking at our friends. Did you do it? Do you know who did it? Why isn't he answering his cell phone? It's just not for me. So literally what I'm telling you is there are two new things that are very critically, like, um, highly touted and people genuinely enjoy them. And I'm just not one of those people, but I don't want you guys to miss out because I prefer to watch Love Island. You know what I mean? Okay, well, thanks for catching up. Take care of yourselves. I know people keep posting things that are like, make sure you're checking in on yourself. Breathe deeply go for a walk it's like sis i haven't exercised all week all i've done is stare at a map and refresh twitter but seriously make sure you're okay you know check in we're okay if you're feeling low go look at videos of philly they're just all like dancing outside precincts where like people have to start to protest and um there are other people just like dancing and that's brought me a lot of joy also brought me joy was watching episodes of Shit's creek on tuesday night interspersed with msnbc coverage so i would recommend that as well you know what we all need to do we all should hop on zoom and watch that episode of david letterman's what is it next guest or whatever with lizzo that looks very funny maybe we should do that someone send me a calendar invite Anyway, it was great catching up with you guys. I'm so excited to catch up next week because I feel like um, our chakras will be more aligned. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do think we'll just like generally feel better and it'll be Tasha time and maybe something fun will come out on Hulu or something. I don't know. It's like everyone paused this week releasing content. Okay, whatever. Anyway, thanks for catching up. Bye. Bye.